Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the latest Disney news rumors, and we're going to do a little trip preview for our upcoming trip this weekend. That's today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 316 of Traveling with the Mouse. It is Friday, May the 28th, 2021. I'm your host this week. I'm Adam, and I am joined, as always, by John. Throughout the ages, we have searched for freedom to move from one place to another. Okay. You don't know that one? I don't know that one. Maybe uh, I do. uh, What would you just guess? I was going to guess... energy or something that would be incorrect american adventure that would also be incorrect it is an old attraction is it a delta dream flight no (laughs) it is actually are are you done guessing yes go ahead it is actually world of motion it's one of not the first lines but the i was picturing robert goulet in my head it was gary owens right on all right well we also have Jason, this week. Well, I'm back. Sorry I wasn't here last week. I have another guest, John, even though you gave the answer. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds exactly like a line that would come out of there. Freedom to search from one, for to move from one place to another. I'd uh, tell you a line maybe. that would come out of there. I'm not going to say the line, but I know just by bringing it up, it's now stuck in Adam's head. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So you were hanging out with uh, Phil Mickelson this weekend as he made history. I I was. I got a picture with him as he walked past me. Just a nice day at the links with me and, you know, my buddy Phil. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Chilling. I I saw him on Saturday of the tournament. He seemed busy. He he was. I I got to see him tee off on the first tee on Saturday. Mm. That's the only time I saw him. You know, it... It's hard to keep up with uh, golfers, and yeah, I mean, I, I I probably could have kept up with him if it was just me, but I also had my mom and dad with me, and that was just too much for all three of us to try to keep up. So we just mostly plopped down at one hole or another and just sat for a long period of time. Yeah, cool though, cool beans. Did you? Uh hear about this uh, feud now between Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau? Yeah, I don't really know <laughs> what exactly. I read about it. I don't really know exactly why they hate each other, but I just know that we don't like Kepka. so I don't really care who's right. I just know that we're going to side with DeChambeau on this one, I think. Children. I guess. The way uh, Brooks Kepka reacted to him, I kind of it made me like him a little bit better because well, it's like Vishimbo's also not that likable. They're both yeah. not that likable. They're not. Neither one of them are. I did so see Vishimbo kind of... on Saturday because we were there when he finished up at eighteen. That's about the time that we left on Saturday, and so I was walking out past eighteen, and he was going on the bridge over, and he got off the green and walked straight over the bridge over to the practice area to start hitting more balls. Yeah, um, he he looked angry. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a golf podcast. This is a Disney podcast. So let's get back on track. Any other comments, though? I think John was going to say something earlier. 
Well, I mean, it no. can be Disney related. I mean, you can play golf at Disney. Yeah. Well, uh, how far no. is Kiowa from the Hilton Head Resort? I don't know. It's pretty far. <laughs> I was I was actually just gonna. <laughs> I was actually just going to say that I know Jason was extremely disappointed whenever I didn't show up since, you know, the only other time we have met was at the PGA Championship in Atlanta, you know, but it didn't Ten years ago. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Yeah, quite a a good good bit ago. I would have liked to have been there for that one. We've been trying to get you to meet us down at Disney World sometime, man. You just just won't won't make it happen. We'll be there this weekend. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's definitely not happening because I have a little word in the banking world we like to call conversion going on. So, oh yeah, it's a big weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say skip it. <laughs> yeah, skip <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the news since this is already derailed. Let's talk about some of the Disneyland news to start with. What's Disneyland? Right. You were the last one in this podcast to actually go out there, so. Oh, yeah, that you theme park that closed like over a year for, ago, right? For like 14 months, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they're going to start allowing out-of-state visitors starting June 15th. So who has booked a trip already? Anybody? Are we going I out there? Not, although no. I'm going to Portland at the end of July. How far is that <laughs> from Disneyland? <laughs> Pretty good ways. Hop on a plane and jump down there. I mean, it's crossed my mind, but that's, you know... But as far as it's gone thus far, I think that some of these places just assume that, you know, somehow or another people became rich during COVID, but based on how things are being priced. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I just know the demand will be there, so they don't care yeah. what they charge. They got to make that Pro- money back. That's probably what it is. I wasn't talking about just Disney, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. I mean, yeah. This weekend, yeah. by the way, I, I started to post this report, but it was, what, 37 million people or reportedly going to travel this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Wow. The most, of course, since the pandemic started. Well, yeah. It's probably the most in quite some time. Yeah. (laughs) Probably since, like, Thanksgiving 2019 is probably the most travel. Possibly. Yeah, most likely. Of course, we are traveling down there, so I'm a little bit... What? Yeah. A little spoiler for later in the show, but uh, we are going to Disney World this weekend, but hopefully we'll beat the traffic. I don't know. I won't. I doubt it. Well, you'll be like all in the middle of it. I will probably. be. I'll probably get there at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It'll take me 12 hours to get there from Atlanta. <laughs> Hopefully not, but we'll see. I actually know someone who, what they did, they decided to spur the moment, basically, last weekend, drive to Disney. They just went to Blizzard Beach, basically, and then came back the next day. Went to Blizzard so. Beach? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think because it was spur of the moment and that's something they knew they could do, spur of the moment. You can get in there fairly easy compared to the parks, yeah. probably. Yeah, Speaking but that, that's, a, that's a love for Disney, if you, or if you think about it. 13-hour round trip that you went to Blizzard Beach. So <laughs> You probably spent less time at Blizzard Beach than you did driving to and from. Is that possible, yeah. So. Hmm. Wow. They, could, they couldn't just get a, a place to sleep somewhere? <laughs> I think they had a mermaid room, actually. If I remember right. So they spent one night. I don't know how they got that last minute. That's the other thing that just kind of confuses me. But I saw several people that went to Disney last week, believe it or not. I think a lot of people traveled last weekend. Let's see what Turing Plans thinks this weekend is going to be. Do you think this weekend is the weekend they're up in capacity again? I would imagine they would. But 
Yeah, they're not going to say where they've opened it to or, or right what they've increased right it to until after the fact. Touring Blades is saying four and fives. They're four still five. saying four and fives? Yeah, for this weekend. See, and here's the thing that confuses me. Mm-hmm. They've always said that they base it because what people want to have it based on is on how long they wait in line, right? Mm-hmm. People have been waiting in line for like most everything, have they not? <laughs> More so than back whenever it was busy. It's I mean, the I, line I, I wait know. for certain key attractions is what they care about. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I've only looked a few times this week, but I did look at, like, Space Mountain, and even Mine Train was under an hour most of the time I looked. I looked in the middle of the afternoon a few days this week, and, of course, it was, it's was it been sold out as far as, you know, vet park reservations availability for quite a while. And through the weekend, through mid through early June, I think it's booked up. Right Is now. there even any park availability? Like, if you were no. to look right now. Not right now. No. Not as of the recording of this, anyway. Continuing to Disneyland news. Let's wrap the yeah. Disneyland news up. If you wait a month and go after July 16th, you can see the new refurbished and reimagined Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. So, it's been closed. Yeah. They've been working on it while it's been closed, and July 16th, it should reopen, and we'll get to see what the uh, changes will be to the Magic Kingdom one as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that they were working on it all this time, and they've decided to keep it closed to kind of keep it somewhat secret, Yeah, the, f- the finishing touches. Until they're done, yeah. Uh, yeah, and especially it'll give time for Walt Disney World to catch up some... I guess right. we'll say a little bit, yeah. So, I yeah. imagine though it'll spoil what the changes are actually going to be for us East Coast yeah. folks because we'll see it on YouTube <laughs> July sixteenth, and I doubt it'll be completely done by then. Maybe that's kind of what they think of nowadays. You know, they they're going to reveal it as much as they possibly, you know, as at one time as much as they possibly can, and then you know the other park, you'll get to see it in person too. You know, they're giving Disneyland something in this case. It's usually the other way around or has been for quite some time. Yeah. So this is cool. Uh, It'll be neat to see what the changes will look like. And then I'm assuming by October, hopefully, we'll see Disney World. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. The big news out of Disneyland. This is over at California Adventure. This was kind of the big news of the week. So as challenge stuff goes to is Spider-Man. Adventure is going to have virtual queue, and they mentioned you will not be able to hold two virtual queues at the same time for that and Rise of the Resistance. Now, they didn't say you couldn't have both in the same day because there are two drops for boarding groups, but what do we think about How does this it development? work right now? Do you have to have a... Like, what's the I think park hopping park- situation over there? I never heard that they had any restrictions. Yeah, know? I think you can park hop. It looks like, according to this article, you can park hop. So so you don't have to have a park pass for a specific park. To you have to buy a park hop. hopper ticket, though. Got you. Well, yeah. I think, I mean, not <laughs> only do you have to get both of them, you have to have used the virtual queue before the drop. Right, so you have to have an early group. Not Not only do you have to get one at a time you have to get one and get it before the second one drops <laughs> so you have you have to hope that whenever you whichever one you choose first that you get an early draw 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Spider-Man is going to be more reliable than Rise. Mm. So it might be the best idea to try and get Spider-Man first. (laughs) Did you guys talk about how they're selling these web slingers for this thing that can only be used on the ride? Uh, I don't guess we did. You talking about last week? I don't think (laughs) we mentioned it, no. No. Yeah, so they're going to sell an add-on to make the ride better that you have to pay extra for, and it does nothing outside of the ride. Right. I don't and get that. It's just money grab left and right with Bob Chapek. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is sounding like, especially since he kind of said it, that things like park passes and virtual queue systems are here to stay, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, that's a little bit later in the news, but yeah, we... We yeah. looks like that's going to happen, and and as far as the challenge in Disneyland goes, this actually obviously makes it harder, a lot harder, almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. I guess with this virtual queue system here, in my mind, I'm starting to think, well, what are they going to add it to as far as future Walt Disney World attractions? Yeah. So the thing about the virtual queue system is. It could be good in some cases, but their implementation of it is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so bad. And the reason it's so bad is that unless you really research your vacation, you're not going to get to ride any of these rides. Yeah. Right. Like, it's how many people have come to Disney World since Rise has opened? And not gotten to ride it and had no idea, like, no chance. They don't even know what to do. They just show up. Like, I know that Disney requires some planning, but there is literally three seconds out of every day you can get the boarding (laughs) group. Yeah. Three seconds. That's it. You get one second, two seconds maybe in the morning and, and less than a second in the afternoon. Three seconds. Three total seconds during the day that you can pull it. See, and... I think another thing they need to look at in that system is they need to find a way to block it out to a certain radius. Let's put it that way. It doesn't need to be able to be pulled from, say, Seattle. Yeah. Um, They need to find a way to block that out. And also, I think they could benefit from something that Walmart, believe it or not, did when I bought a a Nintendo Switch (laughs) on Black Friday. They had it released at at like 7 p.m., and a bunch of them sold out, but then they released more at 7.15, and then they released more at 7.30, and then they 7.45, and then so they released a certain amount at each interval to give more people. You think you like how they release fast passes slowly but surely as you yeah. get closer and closer to the day and then more day of? Oh, so they already mm. have systems that can do this. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. I think that would be much better but again i think the whole reason they did it for rise was because it's very unreliable and they don't want to disappoint why not turn thousands everything into the way they do fast pass at disneyland it is the same thing yeah you can't get it till day of right you right. release them as you go through the day and that allows them to stagger if it breaks down you stop releasing them for a little while and let everybody yeah. who's got one ride and if they start getting on you start releasing more of them right Aren't they still doing paper ones in Disneyland? They oh. they do both, yeah. They do they both. Do both. Okay. You know, every time the ride goes down, they have to give the return passes to everybody who is in line or on the ride, or or at least in line, I guess. But 
maybe that's why they don't they don't want to do a standby because if you're in the line they'll they'll have to give you or at a certain point in the line they'll have to give you a return pass I mean, I was hearing of people at Disneyland because they're doing this virtual queue with Indy right now. You know, how old is the Indy ride at this point? Yeah. People not able to get on Indy because that virtual queue's running out. So, yeah, it's a little crazy. They have to do a virtual queue for Indy because you can't wait indoors. So, oh. they can't have a line inside in California. Right. I see. Yeah, I don't know when that rule will change, but right now the rules are you can't have lines inside. Well, let's skip down to this story then about Mr. Chapek, the CEO, talking about virtual queues are here to stay for a while. Because <laughs> he, he mentioned on a call about continuing to do theme park reservations and uh, virtual queues after the pandemic. So what do we think? I still think it wasn't, like, a for sure the way he said it. Like, we're going to do this forever. Yeah, I think the clickbaity headline is is that it's going to stay forever. You know, they want to make people uh, think that. But Well, it says it's here to stay, right? So right. We, we do know that they have the past reservation system calendar on up to, what, 2023 at this point? Yeah, but at full capacity, why do you need park passes? Control. That's the only thing I can think of. They've they've looked at it and they've seen it as a way to control who's where. Yeah. And uh, they actually like that idea. Now, the fans hate that idea, so maybe the fans will win out on this eventually. Yeah. But I just, I, I already hated it back when dining became one of those things where you pretty much had to plan it like a year in advance. I mean, I know that's an yeah. exaggeration. But if for real, it was six months in advance. I hated it when that came about. I just really hate that every little aspect, like the death of spontaneity, is what's upon us right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless you want to eat at, you know, Tony's or something. Yeah. We've already experienced the death of spontaneity of dining, and now we're going to experience the death of spontaneity of just going to a park <laughs> if this continues. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have our park passes for this weekend. Right. And but we can't I don't know it. if we are a hundred percent convinced those are the right choices, but those are our choices. If we want to yeah. go to Disney, if we want to go in a park, if we drop any of them, we're not going to get to go to a park those days. Yeah, right. To give you an example, my brother was kind of thinking about trying to do something in July. You know, trying to reward his uh, stepdaughter for doing well in school, and just go for maybe three nights to, to do something, and they couldn't find where there was any park pass availability that would work for them and then also a place to stay that was reasonable and they just decided you know we're not going to do it at all so yeah well disney's going to ride this wave of some people are just going to pay whatever to get to go because it's been forever and that kind of thing there's this is uh stimulus vacations yeah is what this is some in some cases yeah and in other cases it's just people who haven't been in a while and they're just going to pay whatever to get to go back so they're going to capitalize on that for a while and then the 50th anniversary is really going to help drive demand anyway so they're not going to care about people who you know want to come regularly but don't want to break the bank to to do it the the bottom line is if any of this is ever going to change it's going to take the faithful or the people who go on a regular basis to hold out and it's probably never going to reach that point unfortunately so yeah i know people are just going to do it anyway yeah. so adam yeah 
Today, the day we're recording this is May twenty sixth. Right. Thanks for spoiling is, that. Yeah. <laughs> ahead. Well, I want to just this point out the day that we're the day that yeah. we're recording it, May twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. If you didn't already have a park pass to Hollywood Studios, don't look at the calendar. What do you okay. think is the next day, according to the calendar, you can get a pass for Hollywood Studios? I'm gonna say like mid June. Oh, I'm gonna go further out than that. I'm gonna say August. No, it's it's available in late July. I've I've already seen that. So what is it then? So if you're an annual pass holder, it is June the thirteenth. Okay, so I wasn't far off. I said mid June. If you, if okay, you are staying at a hotel mm. and you do not have an annual pass, mm-hmm. your first availability is July the twenty fourth. Holy macaroni! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is not what I was expecting. Wow. Yeah. I hate park pass availability. I'll just say it. I don't like having every little aspect of my trip planned. <laughs> or locked in stone. Like, it's one thing to say you want to plan it out, but yeah, the other thing is, like, you literally it. have no choices to change it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm curious as to what percentage of people that booked a hotel don't have a park pass. I mean, I bet, you know, there's got to be some out there. And what we were told when we went to the Grand Floridian, if you, by some for some reason, drop your park pass and are unable to get one, if you have a park hopper ticket at 2 p.m., you can call some phone number and they'll unlock your park hopper so you can go to a park. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. But now you have to wait till 2 to try to get into another park. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you think they'll ever move that up to, like, noon at least or something? Like... I feel like they got to like. I, f- I feel like the next step is no restriction. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to jump to. Give them some grace, okay? And I know that's probably only because I know that I'm an addict. But I'm going to give them some grace in the fact that COVID's not completely over yet. Yeah. Right. You still have to limit things. We still have to limit things. They lost a ton of money. Yeah. A ton of money in the parks, and they got to recover. If it's like that a year from now, like if in February when it's time for me to renew my pass and I look at a park availability calendar and I can only go one day out of the month, I might not renew because I'm just like the only way you're going to get to go to everything is you got to you got to pay for a homer. Yeah, right. Yeah, hopefully fast pass will come back at some point in the summer, but they haven't even hinted at that yet so i like to think that they're doing some of this because it's covid and also they're just trying to recover and if the 50th the way i was looking today i had some family members that wanted to go in november and nothing's available the prices are astronomical for what is available they're gonna be packed for the 50th they're gonna make their money back and maybe that'll uh maybe that'll get them to to start doing some things again Right. Yeah, the demand is certainly there. That's not going to change anytime soon. So, I still think that they're going to be the biggest changes to whatever they're going to change is going to happen when the 50th starts, pretty much. I expect to hear something announced between now and let's just say September, like, like before Labor Day weekend, right? Maybe even sooner than that. 
either they're going to announce that the Disney Genie is what's going to be when they bring it back, or they're going to they're going to announce something about Fast Pass or or something like Fast Pass, and then they're going to announce to what degree they're going to do park reservation systems. I think they're going to probably continue anything that you're going to see them change. They're probably going to open up park hopping. The restriction of two o'clock, I don't see them moving that so much as they do just getting rid of any restriction for park hopping when they when they do. I don't see them moving the time. So you're saying you still have to have a reservation, so you clock in at Epcot and then you can just turn around and immediately go to Magic Kingdom if you wanted it, to. If makes yeah, I mean I know that wouldn't make much sense, but uh, well, I, if yeah. they ever start up the Epcot monorail again, you could just walk in, walk out, go to the. Epcot monorail and go to Magic Kingdom, but eleven o'clock start for Epcot. I'm okay if they do that from now on, personally. Yeah, I like the eleven a.m. start for Epcot. I like that. Yeah, it's good in the sense that it forces you, if you want Epcot to be your day, to have a later start. You don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to rope drop and all that stuff. You can, you can take a little bit extra time in the morning, which is nice. Well, I said, I told him, I was like, the only thing that I might would miss would be the breakfast at Garden Grill. I don't think I would miss any other breakfast that they offer, but. Well, even with the 11 a.m. open, they really open at like 10. So, because I remember in January, Jason, you were on test track at like 10, 15, weren't you? Yes. 11 is kind of a loose term. I guess they could let you in early for breakfast, just like they do at some of the other parks. I think they do, yeah. All righty. Well, let's go to the Disney World news now and talk about Skyliner. They are letting go more than one group at a time on Skyliner, uh, assuming it's small groups. They're letting more than one. Well, it has a maximum capacity of 10 guests, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. if I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on the size of your group, the odds of you getting a car by yourself are probably pretty good anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. even when I was going by myself, it was not very often that I had to ride with another party. Um, now, can, now that was October of 19, so it might have been a little bit slower. But at the same time, I just don't think with the Skyliner, with it continually moving, you're going to run into that situation where it's necessary a lot, and you might still be able to get your own car, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think you could always ask, though, too. Right. Maybe early in the day, whenever everybody's trying to get to a park, it's probably not going to be a feasible request. But if you already have a party of, say, like four to six, I mean, the odds that they're going to have another party of four to six that they're going to be able to seat you with is probably not that high. So Yeah. Like, for example, this weekend, I don't think Jason and I will worry because we have a group of seven and we have a stroller. No one's going to be riding with us. <laughs> so... Yeah, no one will ride with us. But when we went back when we went just the two of us, right? And I was able to take a nap, a power nap. <laughs> That's no true. You do did. that. Yeah, without being weird looking to somebody else. And depending on the time of day, because you now when we stayed at the Mermaid Room back at the end of March, when we went to the Skyliner Station, there was no line on the Pop one, for instance. And of course, mm-hmm. you just pick your own one anyway. Then you would get over there, and most of the time that we were using it, we didn't really run into too big of a line for anywhere. And they would, they were, it was easy to just, you know, do one car per party anyway. So yeah, yeah. If it's not busy, I think you just ask, and they'll they'll be fine with that. But busier times, you probably won't get much of a choice. 
I didn't put this on the, the stories, but there was one about the, the Skyliner had another issue with one of the doors, either not opening or not closing all the way this week. And Are they you had just to, trying to bring up every time the Skyliner does something bad now? Yeah, I mean, it's got to make up for uh, all the monorail news that had happened recently. So, <sighs> Skyliner's <Speaking> infallible. <laughs> it is an infallible mode of transportation. Were you with me, Jason, I, or was it a different time when I was on the Skyliner and the doors didn't open all the way? Were you with me that time? I don't think I was. Okay, so I think it was just because we had the stroller, and I told the guy at the station, I'm like, I don't think the doors opened all the way. And he was like, uh, no, but the stroller wouldn't go out. Like, it was the doors didn't open all the way. And he was like, oh, shoot, you're right. And he just sort of like, moved them and they they snapped open the rest of the way but they they got stuck so it does happen you know i can't remember if in my trip report did i mention that you know uh, my daughter has this little brown dog basically that she carries everywhere my youngest one mm-hmm. and uh we were getting off the skyliner and mm-hmm. we were like we were like where's doggy and like he was still sitting in there and so and the door had, we had just not long it opened and gotten out. And so I saw him there. So I, I like leapt back into the Skyliner to grab him and leap back out. Now, of course the guy was going to stop me, but he only had a chance to say, sir, before I was in there and out pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't I did that. rescue the little dog, but I was thinking at worst case scenario, I'm going to be in here and they're going to stop it and get me out. But I was able to, you know, quick enough to get in and out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's like dad mode. You have to be like that, that uh, quick and nimble. (laughs) Alrighty. So speaking of the monorail now, more monorail issues, but this one wasn't a technical issue. It was the Badger truck, uh, Badger daylighting truck that ran (laughs) into the monorail beam over by the contemporary. I wonder how many people called the number that was on the side of that truck. (laughs) to complain or something we're not killing badger yo <laughs> yeah i'm sure they got some calls but apparently there was a little bit of damage and i think the monorail closed for the remainder of that day what day was this this was earlier this week wasn't it yeah or it was late last week. week or late last yeah. week i can't remember yeah i don't remember recently <laughs> it was recently yeah it was may 21st according to this so it was last friday yeah, it damaged a little bit of the track, but they were able to fix it. Monroe was working the next morning on time, so... Well, that's good. It's crazy stuff, man. Weird, weird, wacky stuff, as Johnny Carson would have said. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it looks like uh, the damage has been corrected. No, no harm, no foul. Let's hope so. it wasn't just like a patch job and there's a, you know... Yeah possibility of I mean, some they're like it's on the already road. broken why even fix it <laughs> oh come on they're like, it looks this might this might make it better we're not sure it appears that it was the express beam that got da- the most damage although maybe no actually it was the resort line now that i see it it was the resort line that got the damage actually it looks like both of them got a little damage <laughs> i don't know anyway make up your mind which one's got the damage this is an interesting one. They've moved at Hollywood Studios the rideshare location, so for Uber, Lyft, drop-off, uh, over to the bus station, but they added new minivan signs 
So yeah, because hmm. many vans are about to return, I'm sure. Which is well, they weird. Sold yeah. all the cars. <laughs> right, they got. They, that's what they said. They got rid of them all. Well, if you always looked at the site, the site always said temporarily unavailable. So I always yeah. felt like they planned on bringing them back. So I don't know. You say <laughs> when you say sold all the vehicles, I just I still felt like they were going to bring them back. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they have a whole new fleet. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So now it's going to cost you know. Seventy-two dollars to go from Hollywood Studios to Magic Kingdom instead of you know twenty-five or whatever it was. You know, depending on the moment, I probably wouldn't care. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's certain moments where we, we where it's worth it, but we did discover it's not worth the Animal Kingdom because of how slow they have to drive through that whole bus bus loop. But what do you think about this for those of you who run the challenge and use Uber and Lyft? At Hollywood Studios, this will set you back a minute or two, won't it? When you uh, you have to yeah, park I think further away. The the Uber Lyft folks, you gotta you gotta go with the car. The car's the way to go. <laughs> you can keep your snacks in it. That's the better way to run the challenge. Right. And even if you're having to fly from somewhere else, the rent a car is going to be cheaper, I think, than going doing all those rides, wouldn't it? When it's all said and done. Probably. Yeah. yeah. If you if you only do. Yeah, lift several times. Yeah, yeah, probably it'll add up. But yeah, it's over. It's the furthest bus stop area is what they said, and so that that adds quite a bit of walk from where it used to be. It used to be like right in front of the the security tent almost. I do believe this though. I believe there are some people that, for whatever reason, are still a little bit apprehensive about driving around on property, kind of like you were a little bit. When you say that's fair, mm-hmm. that you were a little bit. Started. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah as much apprehensive as it was i just wanted to let disney do all the work for me but right yeah but it's the fastest way to get to the park yeah yeah once you kind of realize how much time you actually save by driving it's like you never want to go back to the buses for sure now see except for the convenience part of the where they drop you off in some cases um sometimes that's worth it but yeah yeah, it depends. Like, yeah, like obviously, Magic Kingdom, the bus stop is nice. It's close to the front gate, but you know, if you're able to ride the wave or things like that, you can you can still get there faster than the bus. But but as we've mentioned at Hollywood Studios in particular, the bus is the fastest way to get into the park at open because they won't let you in the parking lot unless that's changed. Um, hopefully. Won't let you in, or it appears as though it's closed. Well, <laughs> we'll sat, let you in. We sat at the toll booth, whatever you want to call it. We we sat there for a good 30 minutes, uh, 25, 30 minutes, before they even let us in there, and then they held us for another few minutes after that before they would let us in the parking lot itself. So, so Okay, so this is something recent. Yeah, this is a COVID thing. Yeah, they're trying to spread out the crowd, so hopefully that will go away. But But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, because before they did things to deter kind of people from going ahead and getting in the parking lot, but it was not really blocked, (laughs) you know. All right, well, shifting gears completely away from that, I thought this was interesting that a new toy that they're potentially introducing for Ratatouille. Did you guys see this story about the uh, shirt-crawling Remy? Hmm. So it's like the toys that they have nowadays with like a magnet that'll go underneath, like the Porg and stuff that 
You can put on your shoulder that has a magnet underneath your shirt that clips onto the bottom. But this apparently is like a moving device that will crawl around your shirt, like similar to that. So that's interesting. A shirt crawling Remy. Would you buy one of these? <laughs> I think it would be cool. I say no, but you know, I don't have no idea what my son will want to buy. Yeah. I'm, I think it's one of those things I'm going to have to see it in action first. Yeah, it's kind of hard to like, how would this work? Because for a lot of people, that would be very uncomfortable, I would think. Like, I, I don't know that I would like. I mean, give, given the movie, wouldn't it be more uh, accurate to uh, be able to buy a rat that controls you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, sure. I'm just or saying. you can just get you, a real a real see, rat. A sh- you sell a chef's hat that comes with a rat that is able to control you. If it makes me like an all-star chef or whatever, sure. Yeah. If I could win a James Beard Award, I would <laughs> have a rat live in my hat. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're Dr. Seuss. All right. Well, I think the only other news story I had this week was this one from our friends at Mickey Blog, and that was... Some, I guess we call them rumors about the next Indiana Jones film. Mm. Rumor to be set in the late 1960s, talking about the space race might be a theme of in the movie. Mads Mikkelsen has been uh, cast as the villain. He's always the villain. Always the villain, but he's a great actor. I love that guy. And rumored that he's going to be like an ex-Nazi scientist who is, you know, working on some sort of space thing that uh, apparently Indy's going to have to write. So they have to bring the Nazis in because every time they've not had Nazis as the bad guys, it's not been as good of a movie, right? Isn't that what we've learned (laughs) out of the four... I don't think that that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Because out of the four, two two of them have uh, been, the best two have uh, had Nazis as the bad guys. And the other two have not. And the other two are far I worse. I think they're oversimplifying as to what the <laughs> what was good about those movies. Probably. <laughs> as in comparison. But I mean, I liked all three of the originals. Right. So somebody also thought that because you know, they might show young Indiana Jones or a younger Indiana Jones in his like World War II days. I think they alluded to that in the uh in the Crystal Skull, right? That he was involved in the war at some point, I don't remember. But I'm trying to forget that movie. Well all I know is if they wait too much longer to do this film, Indiana Jones is gonna have to be one of the skeletons in the places they go <laughs> to find the treasure. Well Harrison Ford is what, eighty at this point, or he will be by the time the movie comes out, so he still looks good for 80, but yeah, I mean, he, he looked, I mean, Crystal Skull was 2008, and that was, you know, a long time ago. I'm sorry. Sorry, what was that again? What movie was that? Uh, oh. Whatever it was. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> whatever movie that is. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right, well, let's um, move on. The guy who plays Sebastian died, Samuel Lee Wright. Oh, yes, I did remember seeing the that. The guy who yeah, voiced him. Right. Yeah. That happened yeah, this I was week. sad to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember him being. Uh, well, he's he basically was back when that movie first came out. Disney put him everywhere, singing that song pretty much on all their specials and everything. Mm-hmm. Back in that point in time, but he always came across as a, a really fun guy to be around. Every time you saw him, he, he always was very upbeat. It seemed like so. 
Yeah, another Disney legend that has passed. It is not his voice on the Little Mermaid ride when the I, bride yeah, breaks it's down. Pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I I knew you would say that. Right? <laughs> of course. Like you always have to point it out. That's like that's like uh, it's like when it's Buzz, you're like that's not uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Uh, and the Woody out front of Toy Story Land is definitely not Tom Hanks. I'm gonna say that's not Tom Hanks. Is Jesse uh, what's her name Joan? Cusack, yeah, I think Cusack, it is her, yeah. actually. It does sound like her, and the Rex does sound like... But, you know, I wonder if it's because... Would would they have to, like, pay Tom Hanks, like, 50 bucks every time that thing plays, so they would owe him, like, 10 grand a day or something? <laughs> I'm going to say 50 bucks. <laughs> I don't know, just for, for that, for, like, 30 seconds of dialogue or something. <laughs> so they just... Maybe it's in Tom Hanks' contract that every spoken word, he, he gets paid by the word or something. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe. No. His contract's probably better than uh, Mark Hamill's. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our trip preview, whatever you want to call it. We're going Who's on going a trip. to Disney World. Who's going? I am. We're we're going on a trip on our favorite rocket ship, zooming through Wait, the sky. I'm going. Little Einstein's. Yes. When's the last time I got to go to Disney World? This is so a month exciting. ago. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, like two, three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, in between all your other travels. Yeah, okay, fine. I guess I got to go to Disney World. But this is our first time uh, renting DVC points, so we'll get to see how that is. Yeah, okay. uh, uh, maybe we should talk about that a little bit. We're staying at Old Key West, two-bedroom. Yep. We rented It's not a detached, rent- right, according to what they told you the other day. It won't be a... I mean, right. it won't be a... a well, yeah, I, I lock off. Lock off. There you go. I was trying to think of the correct <laughs> Detached. Term. I, was like, I was like, wait a minute. Sorry. Does the room like separate? <laughs> yeah, like, I knew when I said it that wasn't right, but I just went with it. <laughs> uh, we booked a, a dedicated reservation. Yeah. And the one we we're supposed to get is an accessible yeah. lock off. Handicap accessible, I should say. Because that's what they had booked. But I got a call from Disney Saratoga, even though we're staying at Old Key West asking me if I would be okay with a dedicated two-bedroom, and I said, yes, and I would like to be near the pool. They were going to put us in an outer building near the quick service, they said. They said, there's a quick service nearby, and I was like, I want to be near the pool. They said, I'll see what we can do. So I'm interested to see what room we land with, because I got to make a, like, the guy was assigning our room, and apparently, you know, he can, I made the the request directly. But I'm really excited about this room, like, it's huge. We have two bedrooms. We have a porch with like a full dining table on it. Yeah. We're going to spend some time at that room. I think it's going to be a busy weekend at the parks. I think we're just going to have low expectations on what we're going to get done there. Yeah. But I am ex- excited that I am going to be able to walk around World Showcase with my mask off and a drink in my hand. Yeah. That's going to be a fun time, even though it will be very hot. So he asked, they asked you this when? What was the was that today? So it was uh yesterday. I got a phone call. Yesterday. So let's see that's yeah. one, two, three days before arrival, because you're arriving on Friday, right? Correct. Okay. So that is the typical time when they choose the rooms. So hmm. Okay. Just I was just thinking that over my head because that's when you know, whenever you do the, use the tiering plans feature, that's when they send the facts. I assume they still do that. Mm-hmm. I mean I, even though that's, you know, ancient technology at this point 
They still do. So it sounds like it would be just as advantageous to call three days ahead of time and see if you can do something. I don't know. We need to talk anyway. to the right person, the guy yeah. that's assigning the rooms. Because it right. sounds like he was like, I don't have any lock-offs. Let me call these folks. And I was going to be like, well, I would be happy to take the three-bedroom Grand Villa at uh, Contemporary if you want to upgrade me. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, upgrade. Yeah. Let's do that. Bay Lake Tower. Huh? Jason was like, what are the odds that I get upgraded twice in a month? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when he got the call. <laughs> we shall see. Actually, so far this year, I've gotten an upgrade at Coronado, and then we've got the upgrade from Coronado to. I mean, I'm just Grand saying, Florida, we have a so. two-bedroom villa at a DVC. Like, what's the upgrade? A three-bedroom grand villa? Yeah, a treehouse villa? Right, a treehouse would be fine. I would take that. <laughs> or a Unless bungalow? There, what about a bungalow? Was there a toga calling? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think so. Just to clarify too, I and again, I, I we haven't been there yet, so I don't know for sure. But I think the difference between the lock-off and the dedicated is the lock-off, of course, has a second entrance to the studio side or the one mm-hmm. bedroom side. But I also believe that there's no balcony on the studio side for the dedicated room. Gotcha. The kitchenette is smaller in the dedicated room for the other the, the bedroom of the two queens. Whereas the studio, when it's detached, or whatever you want to call it, the lock-off, has a bigger kitchenette, I think, is the But this two-bedroom villa is 1,333 square feet, okay? My whole house is 1,700 square feet. <laughs> so so I, I'm living in something almost the size of my house for the weekend at Disney yeah. World. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I'd say if I had a room like that, I don't think I'd be spending very much park time. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> the only food we're going to bring is breakfast. We're going to bring our own alcohol because we plan on being in the room a little bit. So to preview our trip, we have Epcot on Friday, although I won't. I don't think I'll make it before 10 when it closes. Um, so Adam will get to go to Epcot on Friday. Yeah. Saturday we have Hollywood Studios because we wanted to get Rise and we're not going to be able to pull the trick because if we drop, if we pull Rise and then try to go to another park, we can't. So we're just going to have to go to Hollywood Studios in the morning um, and yeah. hop later if we want to. I think our plan is to go in the morning to Hollywood Studios, leave before 11, go back to Old Key West, get in the pool, go back to a park at like 4, 5 o'clock maybe. Yeah. That might and be then, a good day to go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Although we have Sunday, dinner. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. We have dinner on Sunday night, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, our plan is to rope drop the pool. We have Epcot booked and then just mm-hmm. go to Epcot and Wander World Showcase that evening. Right. And Monday is Magic Kingdom. I'm leaving late Monday. We actually have Monday night booked because that was part of the dedicated reservation. You're going to get to stay. Um, but we had Magic Kingdom booked for Monday. And I'm still got us on a, on the lookout for a Skipper Canteen again because that was fantastic and I want to eat there again. Yeah, that would definitely be a good one. And maybe we can join a walk-up if they're still doing that. Uh, if we can't get a reservation, maybe we can just hopefully wander over there and get on a list, but we'll see. One thing we've been wondering, is the boat running or will it be running by the time we get there from Old Key West to Disney Springs? Hopefully it will, but 
signs are pointing to no as of right now. So All signs point to no. Yeah. <laughs> so we shall see. Of course, Old Key West is a massive resort. Let's see if that guy uh, can get us close to the main area. One one thing I've heard people complain, not really complain, but just say about the main area buildings is that uh, there's more traffic noise and a lot of the guests coming for dinner and stuff park in the parking area. That would be for those buildings. So I don't know. I, I have no idea. Okay. But we'll find help out. Me, help me understand this. I'm looking at availability and I, uh, uh, for dining. And mm-hmm. I just pulled up breakfast on Friday. Yeah. And it's offering me Ale and Compass Restaurant at 12.25 p.m. For breakfast? <laughs> for breakfast. Well, it's a very late breakfast. Yeah, something sounds like a not right about that. It's probably like a glitch. It can't yeah. be, right? Usually that would be categorized as brunch, wouldn't it? Or lunch. I don't think they technically do brunch <laughs> on at, a uh, Friday at Ale and Compass. I don't think they do okay. brunch at Ale and Compass. It's a weird one. Yeah, that's got to be a glitch. All right. Well, any other things to mention before we wrap this up? I'm looking forward to going to Disney World with you, Adam. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. So many. Be like, sure to days. follow us, right? You, you're gonna. You, we're gonna be posting all weekend, yep. as we always do. And yep. if you're there, come say hi. Yeah, and John, where can they find us online to follow us? Well, I mean, of course, there is Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can find your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including the Rafts or a Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find that by searching TWTM Podcast as well. And you can go to our website, which is travelingwithamouse.com. You can also email us at podcasts. Sorry, podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. So for John and Jason, this has been Traveling with a Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. So you're not going to include yourself in no. the ex- intro? No. I cut myself so, out. So for John and Jason, this has I, been Traveling with a Mouse. I have removed myself from the narrative. Mm. Humble. That is a uh, Hamilton reference. It is.